Welcome to the Female CEO Showbiz Bestie. I'm your business big sis, Courtney, a corporate dropout turned two times founder with a passion for helping women build businesses that support their dream lives, not businesses that run their lives. Let's face it, being a woman is hard. Being an entrepreneur is hard, but you don't have to go on this journey alone. I'm here to have the real, unfiltered conversations about business ownership as a woman that no one else is. Get ready to level up and let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, biz besties. It is your business big sis, Courtney, and we are back with season two of the Female CEO Show podcast. I am so excited to be back with you during the break. I feel like I really realized, like it really sunk in, like how freaking much I love doing this podcast and that it's probably the thing that I am like the most passionate about, the most excited about in the work that I do. So I am so excited to be back here with you, but I want to kind of set the scene, set the groundwork for season two with you a little bit because it's going to be different. It's going to be... It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be so much more raw, real, vulnerable. My vision and the heart behind this show is having those conversations, the tough conversations about business ownership and about being a woman and about being a woman who owns a business that people aren't having. I feel like people aren't talking about so many of these things or having these real honest conversations. And especially as women, when it comes to social media, we get really caught up in highlight reel and making sure that everything looks perfect and that everything looks aesthetic. And it's really easy for all of us to get in our own heads, to feel like we're in some sort of trap or that we'll never be good enough or that we're not successful enough and just overall being really hard on ourselves because that is what we are good at as women. And I want to really drop the veil on all of this for you this season. Um, Just being very honest here, I feel like I have always struggled a bit with vulnerability, with showing the messy, the ugly, like truly being raw and real. And while I was kind of like putting, I was in the kiddie pool last season and like, I'm really trying to dive off the high dive this season and just get really open with you about what is going on in my business because it's not perfect. It's not perfect at all. And I just really want to share more of that so you don't feel alone and you don't feel like a failure. I think as entrepreneurs, we all collectively feel like failures probably more often than not, but it's a very lonely journey. Being an entrepreneur is lonely, but then feeling like a failure as an entrepreneur is a really lonely journey because you're only seeing people's highlight reels and you feel like you have to keep that to yourself and it's a battle that you're kind of fighting internally on your own and I just don't want you to feel that way. So I want to open up 
a little bit on this first episode of season two and kind of give you some insight on what's been going on in my business, in my life, over the break, over the summer. Because first and foremost, (laughs) the break wasn't planned. (laughs) The break in the podcast was absolutely not planned. It wasn't scheduled. I wasn't really planning on like doing seasons. I kind of figured we'd just keep it rolling forever. And um, there came a time when the podcast needed to be put down. I was juggling so many different plates. And it was like I was doing everything averagely. (coughs) Welcome um, to the show, Kona. That is our, we now have three dogs, (laughs) sidebar. Um, She's just saying hi. Uh, We now have three dogs. Uh, Kona is my like childhood dog, the one dog that my parents still have who's still alive. I grew up at one point with four dogs and she was like mine. Like that dog is like my soulmate. (laughs) And so she's living with us now because she was raised in a literal pack of dogs And now she is the only one left. And so she came to live with me and Colin and Penny and Leroy. And she is so much happier now. Um, But if you you watch my Instagram stories, you know we have an abundance of squirrels in our backyard. And those massive windows that look out to the backyard. And Kona hates squirrels. Oh my gosh. She hates squirrels. (laughs) So... Anytime she sees them, which is like all the time, she likes to to give them a good talking to, but she's deaf. <laughs> she is now deaf. She's like 14 years old. She's a big black standard poodle. I'll post a picture of her um, on my stories so you guys can come see her. And <laughs> she's not going to be very conducive to podcasting, I have a feeling, because Penny and Leroy, if they start acting like yahoos and barking and going nuts, I can get them quiet. But Kona just lives in her own little world because she can't hear anything. <laughs> so when she gets going, she just really gets going. So you will likely uh, be hearing more from Kona this season. <laughs> and what a nice way to kick things off. <laughs> Those damn squirrels. <laughs> so <laughs> circling back to what I was talking about, the the break in the podcast wasn't planned. I was doing too many things and I was doing them all poorly, not poorly, but just like not to the best of my ability because I'm running the agency. I run my coaching business. I also have the podcast and was trying to enjoy my life this summer. If you follow along on Instagram, you know that I learned how to wake surf this summer. That was so much fun, but that like that took a lot of time um, for me to learn that and to figure that out. And so like I wanted to enjoy my summer. I wanted to go out on the boat. I wanted to go wake surfing. I wanted to hang out with friends. And I allowed myself to kind of put down the podcast plate to create more room in my life, in my weeks. So I had a bit more freedom. And as entrepreneurs, you're able to do that. And I want to give you the permission and the freedom to do that. You can set things down when they aren't serving you and pick it back up. Because my thought, and I think I said this to Colin 
my fiance. And I, I want to start sharing more with you this season kind of about like the behind the scenes of the business. Um, not necessarily just like tips and tricks and strategies to grow your business. Of course, I'll continue sharing those, but like really kind of give you an inside look into, into everything, like into my life. So welcome. Um, but uh, I was talking to Colin. I was like, I feel like I'm just juggling too many plates right now. And like, they're going to start falling. So I need to pick which ones I need. I'm going to set down. Otherwise, they're going to start falling and breaking. Because like, you know, the the people at the fairs or like, not like, not the fair, like the circus. And they're like spinning plates on the sticks. And they have like a stick on their foot with a plate spinning on it. Like, that's how I felt. Like, I just had all of these sticks and plates and it was only a matter of time before they all started coming crashing down. And I had to kind of take the executive decision and make that and be like, no, like, I'm not going to allow that to happen. I want the quality and everything that I'm doing to stay high. So it's time to set some things down. And that was totally fine. And it was, it was perfect and it was great. Um, and now we're back and I'm so freaking excited. And I've already done a couple of guest interviews. Um, just like they were on the schedule, went ahead and got them pre-recorded ahead of the season dropping. And I was just like, so lit up by it. You guys, like the guests that are coming on this season that I already have lined up. Holy cow. Like you guys are going to freak out because I freaked out. Like, and it's, it's these epic women who are reaching out to me or their agents are reaching out to me to pitch them to be on the show. Like, oh, I'm talking to someone in a couple of weeks that I can't believe that I get to talk to and that who like reached out to me to be on this show. You guys are absolutely going to freak and I won't give away too many details, but we will be able to talk about a shark tank experience and a very popular, well-known shark tank experience. Like you will know her product. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. It's so cool. But like I'm digging in even deeper with the guests this season too. I love the conversational flow of this show and all of the guests that come on have been so great, but like, I want to dig deeper. I want you to be able to walk away from every single episode that you listen to of the female CEO show with something in your back pocket, whether it's a new strategy, it's a new idea, whether it's a new mindset shift, whether it's just like feeling empowered and energized and ready to go. Like I want every single episode to be jam-packed with value for you in some way, shape, or form so that you leave this podcast, like leave listening to an episode like better than you were before you before you came. That's truly what I want. And I want you to be so excited every week when a new episode drops. And I am just so ready to pour even more into this podcast. And I want to know like what you want to hear about this season, who you want to hear, um, who you want to have as a guest or topics that you want to cover things that you want me to talk about. Last season, we did a really fun anonymous Q and a episode. So I'm going to drop that link, uh, on Instagram stories as well. So you guys can ask your anonymous questions and we can do like Q&A and 
I'm just really excited for what's to come this season. And so I hope you are too. But let me catch you up on summer on business and why I kind of felt like I needed to set the podcast plate down. So, uh, Kona. <laughs> Just like, like, welcome to the female CEO show. I have three dogs. And so I'm not going to edit that out. I'm just, let's be real. I'm not. Um, I'm not going to take the time to do that. Uh, I really, I don't, I don't edit these episodes unless something major goes wrong. Um, I just, we let it roll because it's, it's real and it's a conversation and I say like a lot and I don't want to, I always have, but I'm not going to go through and edit out every time I say like, or every time there's a pause. It's just, we're here to be fucking real. And that's what I love about this. So let's, let's chat about this summer. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, because yes, the female CEO show is now on YouTube, which I'm very excited about. You'll see that we had a little change of scenery because Colin came home from work super early and interrupting my pod interrupted my podcast recording. So it's it's fine. <laughs> but change scene. Anyways, this summer was honestly the hardest time I've ever had in my business. It was one of the harder seasons I've ever experienced in my life. Was full of a lot of learning lessons, full of a lot of recalibration because I had been on cruise control for so long and it was really hard, but I know it all served a really great purpose and I know it was all for the better, but like working through it and going through it, it was really, really hard. So I want to give you some insight into everything that kind of went down this summer inside of my business. If you follow me on Instagram, you know this summer I got my dream car. Finally, I had been wanting this car for like two years. I had been trying to order it. I'd been trying to buy one. And it was just a really difficult process uh, because of manufacturing and they like weren't even taking orders. And then they opened up the order banks for one day, like literal 24 hours. And I was able to get my order in and I expected it to be another like nine to 18 months, honestly, until I got my car and it ended up being three. So it came a little bit faster than I was expecting or was prepared for, but was super excited. And I, my previous car like was completely paid off. I didn't have a car payment. Now I have a new car with a large car payment. And it was a bit of a reality check for me on my spending habits because there was a lot less like, fuck you, fun money just to throw around on a monthly basis for skincare, for random Amazon stuff, for door dashing all the time. So I didn't have to eat dinner. And so I really had to recalibrate my spending habits this summer, which was, which was good. It was for the better. Um, because now instead of just spending that money on 
stupid shit. Now I have like a whole asset. I have a car. I have my dream car that I'm paying it towards. So that worked out. But business finances got super wonky this summer and just like full transparency with you here. Um, business finances got really wonky this summer. I had set up a, like a system. I do my own bookkeeping and everything. And I had set up a system that worked and had always worked. And, you know, I put away X amount for taxes. I put X away for savings. I put like, this goes to the contractors and covers expenses. And then the rest is like, take home CEO pay. And it's just a formula inside of Google Sheets. It would pop it out. I would know exactly what to pay myself. And I went to pay myself shortly after buying my car, to which I put a very large down payment on, like a very large down payment on my car. A third of it is already paid off because the agency was doing really well this summer. And I was like, yeah, like I will be able to make this down payment back in just a few months. Like, let's do it. And put a put a big down payment down, which I was super grateful and proud of myself to be able to do. And then it came time to pay myself. It was the first payday after buying my car. I went to pay myself and there was not enough money in the business bank account to be able to pay myself the amount that the formula said I should have been able to. And so I was like, <gasps> what's happening? Like, where did it go? What's going on? And so I did a deep dive into business finances and like cleaned up a lot of expenses. And I'm, I'm a marketing girly because I'm not a numbers girly. I'm not the finance girl. I don't want to, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. Bookkeeping is like such a chore. I don't like it. I don't, me and numbers, no, which is so funny because I worked at an accounting firm in when I was in corporate. But anyways, it's just not me. It's not my zone of genius. It's not what I like doing. So I had that handy dandy formula and it just told me where to put what and like it was good. But I created that at the very beginning of my business and I literally hadn't touched it since. (laughs) And expenses had gotten high because I joined a mastermind over the summer, which was great, but it was expensive. And so that was causing more expenses which was cutting into my CEO pay without me knowing it or accounting for it properly in the formulas. And so I was like doing a deep dive, cleaning up the business finances, which if you have not looked at your business finances or your business expenses lately, I would highly encourage you to do so. I was just paying for some like some subscriptions, some memberships and stuff on a monthly basis that I just didn't need to be doing, but I was just I didn't really pay attention to my finances. And, you know, you see you get a charge for like 89 bucks a month and you're like, eh, no big deal. But like that does really add up and it is overall eating into your profit. So I would highly encourage you to take an afternoon, go take yourself out on a coffee date or something and go look through your business finances and figure out where you can lean down on your expenses. Um, I let a team member go also during this time because I realized that I was paying her a lot of money to do work that wasn't that difficult and that I could do. So over the summer, I actually absorbed a little bit more work because I didn't want to have to have the increased expenses. I just wanted to be able to take home the profit. And I was like, yeah, that's worth it to me to be able to like, I'll do this work for a client so I can guarantee an extra 500 bucks in my pocket this month. Yeah. And 
So I want to give you permission to be able to do that. Like just because you have outsourced and because you know, I love talking about outsourcing. It's okay for you to still take on some of the work sometimes when you feel like that is the best option or that best suits you. But definitely look through your business finances and the things that you're paying because overall, like it's your business and the profit goes into your bank account, whether it's every month or whether it's every quarter or whether it's at the end of the year, once you pay your taxes, like that profit is yours. So don't be spending money on stupid programs and subscriptions and like just softwares basically that you don't really need. Um, and something that I was doing, I was paying for like a more premium tier of a software that I realized I was not using at that. Like I did not need to be paying that. So I was able to knock that cost down by like 50 bucks a month. And then I kept looking into it further and was like, wait, I have another software that can actually do what that's doing that I'm already paying for. So I was able to nix it out completely. And sometimes we just kind of add things in without really looking at like how there might be synergies So I would just really encourage you to go through and do that. And I reworked the way that I pay myself and my formulas and all of that. And it made a big difference, but I didn't stop there because I, I mean, the agency has been doing consistent 10 K months for like two years, which is awesome. But when I really got down to brass tacks, I was like, Court, this isn't shit. Like out of the businesses that are making tens of thousands of dollars a month, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, millions of dollars a month, even freaking billions of dollars a month, like your business that's making $10,000 in revenue every single month isn't shit. Like, and I decided that I wanted $10,000 in my bank account every month, not just $10,000 in revenue and take home like 40, 50% of that, I wanted the $10,000 in my bank account. So I reverse engineered what I was going to need to do to get my take-home income to be that, which again, if you've been following along on social, you know that I declared I want to generate $30,000 cash months in the agency consistently. Like that's the new goal that I'm working towards in the agency, which was awesome because I know I've talked about this before. Like I have kind of been on cruise control in the agency. I got it like 80% outsourced. I was working with a coach a long time ago who really burnt me out on my agency. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm able to live the life that I want and I'm not having to work very much like this. I'm in a good spot. And I didn't put a lot of attention to the agency. And instead I started my coaching business. Instead, I started a podcast to use that other time, but the agency is like the core of it all. That's the bread and butter. That's the real like money maker for me. And I realized like this is silly that I have just like pushed my agency away almost like the ugly stepchild when it is what's bringing in majority of my income on a monthly basis. So I was like, what if I just doubled down on this? What if I could double triple our monthly revenue and come like completely change the amount of money that I was making on a monthly basis. And so I have been digging in on that and I set this goal and then like, Oh, and I was so excited and I was so motivated. And then like a week later, I like freaked out and was like, how there's no way this is possible. And this has been a really uphill battle. And 
I want to be transparent about this because when we set these big goals, like setbacks come and the feeling of needing to know the how is going to show up and it will make you sit back down, but don't let it get back up and keep going because I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? Like how? And was just so worried about figuring out the steps that I needed to take to make that happen until I was able to come back down and be like, okay, like just figure out a few things that you can do this week, do those things every day. And then like the new steps will come to you and the new steps will come to you. And I feel like after a month or two, I've really hit that momentum of every week seeing the new steps to take and doing things that in that very beginning, when I set that goal, I wouldn't have initially thought to do or thought that would be beneficial. And when you have an agency or when you have any type of business that is, you know, outward facing, like you want like the outbound or the inbound leads from people, you, you can't just like set it and forget it. You can't just set and forget your lead generation, which I had, we had a great lead gen system. It worked, but I realized it could probably be working better. And so I went in with a fine tooth comb and updated everything on our front end on our lead gen. And it has completely changed everything. Like the amount of sales calls that I have been booking, I was having like maybe one sales call a week. And granted, like summer months can be slower because people are out, they're on vacation and they're just, you know, enjoying summer and not really working very much. But now as the fall's coming around, things do start to pick back up. So know that that's coming for your business. So I took that time and really took a fine tooth comb through all of my legion and it has generated results. Just doing simple things like updating our portfolio to more recent results and to better reflect the vision and the mission that we have. It's crazy what it's done. So I've been spending a lot of time in the back end, just giving some TLC to the agency to whom I had ignored for quite a while. And I don't want to be doing that anymore. I'm really excited about the agency, I invested in a program about using LinkedIn and Lena will be on the podcast in just a few episodes talking about how you can use LinkedIn for your business and that it's not just for people in corporate. So I'm really excited to use that as lead generation for the agency, which is something completely new, just trying to get out there a little bit more for the agency. And I say all of this because I feel like we believe that once we get our business to a certain point, like we can kind of just kick back and relax. Like we can just leave it. We can just set it and forget it. And it's just going to do its thing. And I would encourage you to not do that, to continue giving it love, to continue giving it attention, to continue tweaking and refining and giving it that TLC to help you take things to the next level continuously. And if you have been someone who's kind of set and forget your lead generation or just part of your business at all, I would encourage you to dive back into it and look at it and see what you can't do, what you can't change, what you can't update, because it's been crazy seeing these small changes that I've made have a huge impact and really change things on the inside of my business.
And so that's what I have spent the latter half of the summer doing was just revamping the agency. And so now we're going into fall and I'm feeling really good um, to kind of crush through September, October, early November, and then understanding that November, December, January are typically slow as well. And then things pick back up again in the spring. So working on bringing in new clients now that we can support through the holidays, through the winter, and continue with that monthly recurring revenue of working with them, and then hit it hard again in the spring to bring on another round of new clients to join the agency. But that's a little bit about what's going on inside of the agency and inside of the business. And I had a lot of really difficult moments with myself and just having to kind of like come to some realizations about myself, about my mindset, about my business, and just kind of have some tough talks with myself about where I was taking my business and what the future held and what I was, what I was doing and how I was operating as the CEO. And I had taken, I don't want to say I'd taken a bit more of a lazy approach, but I was like, I was on cruise control. I was just kind of chilling. And I realized that I hadn't really earned that freedom yet with a business that just generated $10,000 a month. And I know that's an amazing milestone to work towards. And it's super exciting to hit. It means you have a six figure business. Like that's incredible but there's so much more that you can do. And my fiance and I have really big visions and dreams and goals for our future. And we are, you know, relying on my business to generate some of that for us. And I realized that like, what was going to give to get me from here to there, something had to change in the business to be able to increase my income, to be able to afford this life that we want. And I really just decided it was time to kick it into full gear. But I want to be really honest with you here. Secret time. (laughs) When that happened and there was not enough money to pay myself what I should have been able to pay myself, my fiance was like, maybe, maybe you should look into going back into an office. Maybe you should look at going back to corporate. And I was just, I was devastated that day. Like I was so upset. I was so distraught. Like, how did I fuck things up this badly? Like I'm such a failure. And I was just stewing over this and was like, I don't even know what I would do. And so I got on Indeed and I literally just typed in social media to see what would come up as something that I could do. Because remember, I came from corporate public accounting before this. And I'm totally never, ever, ever going back into that. And I've really transitioned into marketing, but I haven't worked in corporate marketing. So I was like, what even is there? And so I got on Indeed and looked and was like, oh, okay. So yeah, we have like digital marketing specialists. We have marketing directors. We have social media managers, all of this. And I was like, okay, yeah, like I could do all of this. Like all of this is what I've been doing in my own business. It would just be for one client. And like being really immersed in that, being an employee. And I was looking through all of that. And I started to get a little like comfortable with that idea of like, huh, 
maybe this wouldn't be so bad because my fiance, he said that and the way I took it was because we're, we're getting married in the spring and we want stability. We need stability. Like we want to buy a boat. I have this new car. We need stability in our income, which my business at that very moment was not generating like a consistent, stable income and things were wacky. And so I was like, yeah, like I, I can understand that. And the, the salaries were looking decent. And I was like, ah, okay. Like, yeah, maybe it would be nice to be able to leave the office at five, close my laptop and not worry about work when I got home. Maybe it would be nice to not have to worry about working on the weekends. Like maybe it would be nice to just not have the burden, the weight, the stress of owning your own business and being the CEO and having all of that on you. And I started to get more and more comfortable with this idea of going back to corporate, of going back to an office. And I was like, you know, the corporate culture and like the corporate bullshit from the last time I was in corporate, I just don't think it would affect me the same that it would now. Like I wouldn't really drink the Kool-Aid. I wouldn't really be so affected by it. So specific example at my old corporate job, we had unlimited time off. And I say this with air quotes because technically we, it wasn't like you have, you know, two weeks of paid vacation. It was unlimited, but they scored you based on how many hours you worked in a week, actually in the year over how many hours how many work hours were in the week. So if you took the week off and you missed 40 hours of work, it would show up on your score and it would ding your score and take your score down. But here's the toxic as fuck thing. They sent everyone's score out to the entire company on a weekly basis. And everyone looked at everyone else's numbers. And you wanted to have the highest number. You wanted to have a high number. And I just really think that now I would be like, I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care. Um, Because I have come out of corporate and been like, I just don't think it would affect me as much. So I was like, yeah, like maybe that's, maybe that is the move and just get a high paying corporate job for a few years and really stash away some money, buy the things that we want. Maybe that's the move. And so I was talking to my fiance about it. Like, yeah, like I found a few jobs that like I might, I might apply to. I'd have to revamp. I'd have to find my resume, but I think I might do that. And he was like, Courtney, you did not take that the way that I intended you to. And I was like, what do you mean? You told me that maybe I should look into getting an office job again. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And he was like, I meant it to motivate you. <laughs> to build your business back. I don't want you to give up your agency. And I was like, wow, I really took that the wrong way. I like that was, it was almost like I got so defeated and upset at the fact that that was like a potential reality of having to go back to corporate that I just wallowed in it to the point of allowing myself to get comfortable. <laughs> because let's be honest, entrepreneurship is hard. Business ownership is hard. And I, going back to the the finances thing from the summer, I want to normalize that because I was talking with my mom about it and my dad has been a business owner for 35 plus years, probably. And my mom was like, oh yeah, we're familiar with that. Sometimes even like there isn't enough 
in the accounts to pay like what your dad should be able to pay himself. And he, ha- he has to pay all his employees first and he gets the leftovers. And sometimes that's not as much as it should be, or it's not as much as we want. And I was like, damn, that's fucking real. Like that's the reality of entrepreneurship. And I felt like such a fucking failure when there wasn't the, the, the right amount of money in the bank account to be able to pay myself what I should have been. Like, I felt like such a fool, such a failure. And my mom was like, oh yeah, yep, that happens. And like 35 years into business, like that shit still can happen. And I need you to hear that. And I know like, obviously that's not what we want. We want to build a business that that doesn't happen in, but the reality is that it can and it does and it will and that's okay. That's okay. Because there's always next month. But instead of wallowing in it, you have to take action on it to change it and to make it different. But yeah. Secret time. I looked up jobs on Indeed this summer and thought for a, for a second about going back to corporate. I have since way brushed that idea out of my mind. And the more I thought about it, the more awful it sounded. And I don't think I could ever do that again. (laughs) And so we're here and we're fighting and we're digging our heels in and we're building something bigger and we're building something better. And it's not easy and it's not going to be easy. And I'm working more now than I normally do because I'm putting more effort in. I'm building the business more. I've taken on more work to directly pad my pockets And so I don't have to pay team members for it. And that's okay. That's business. And you're going to go through seasons, seasons that are busy, seasons that you can sit back and relax a little bit more. But I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited to be in this busy season again and to get more of that like grit back that I had been missing. I had burnt myself out twice. Um, quite, like I burnt myself out in network marketing, started my own virtual assistant business, which then turned into the agency. And I really burnt myself out in that too. So I, I literally think like my, my nervous system, my adrenals in my body, like needed time to rest. And so I kicked back and I relaxed and I put the business on cruise control, but like I'm back baby. And I'm really excited to take you guys along this season on the journey and the realities of what's happening as I'm building this business. Like I'm not just maintaining this business. I am building it. I'm building it. And I want to show you the ugly sides of it. And I want to show you the realities of it. So you don't feel alone. So you don't feel like a failure because you're not, you're an entrepreneur. You're not a failure. You're just an entrepreneur. And we're all strapped into this crazy freaking roller coaster together. And you're doing great and you're doing something that most people will never have the guts to do. So keep fucking going. Keep digging your heels in deeper. It's not time to give up. You're not failing. You're just growing. And growing comes with pains. And it will all, will all be okay. And everything, like what you're going through now, if you're going through something difficult in your life or your business, it's serving a purpose. Look, everything that comes your way that feels like an obstacle, look at how you can learn from it. Look at how you can improve from it. 
this summer I was like, I know this is for the better. I know this is my catalyst that's going to push me into something greater. But it was, it really sucked to be in that spot right then. And now even just a couple months out from it, I can already see what it's done. And I know there is so much more to come. But everything you're going through is serving a purpose. Everything is a case study. Everything is a learning opportunity. And I really do believe that the best entrepreneurs approach things as that. You learn so much more from failure than you do from success. We're all failing our way to the top. None of us has any fucking idea what we're doing. There is no rule book. You just have to make shit up as you go. You're throwing the noodles on the wall, seeing which ones stick. But just because a noodle falls off the wall doesn't make you a failure. You just keep throwing the noodles until you find the ones that stick and the ones that work and the ones that resonate and the ones that drive the revenue. And I'm working on adopting the 80-20 rule that like 80%, no, 20% of your actions drive 80% of your results. Like 20% of what you do drives 80% of your revenue and really leaning in to that 20% to make things easier more simple. I'm working on creating like a very structured plan on like, this is what I need to do every single day. Like this is how I'm showing up for my agency, for my coaching business, for the podcast. Boom, boom, boom. Checklist. It's going to be like the same thing every day. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to show up and you just have to do it. And you have to do it on the days that you don't want to. And that's when progress is made. That's when the momentum builds is by doing it when you don't even want to do it. You just do it because you have to. You do it because it's your job to do it. So as we bring in season two of the podcast, I feel like I am literally stepping into a new season of my life, of my business. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Maybe I should do a little bit more of a recap for you guys on this summer too. Like so much happened. I'm working with a hormone specialist healing my hormones. I learned how to wake surf, which was such a freaking battle. So much happened this summer personally and in business. And it just feels like the biggest freaking launch pad into the next level, into this new version of me, into this new reality And I am so excited and I cannot wait to look back and remember how tough this summer was for me and appreciate it and really appreciate what I went through and what I did and like thank past me for digging her heels in deeper to create the future that I will be living. It's so crazy, but I'm I'm so excited to be here with you guys and sharing this with you. I'm excited, but I I would love to talk with you more about like how I manifested my car. That's a great story about what learning to wake surf taught me about business. I have, I have so much that I can't wait to share with you. And I really want to start using this podcast more as like my, my virtual diary. I'm not, I don't love writing. (laughs) I don't love writing, which is so funny because I used to love writing like as a kid, even in high school. I won awards for writing in high school. And now I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to put things into words, but I love talking. So you can come find me here. 
every week. And let's open up these honest conversations and be vulnerable and share the realities of business ownership as a woman because social media makes it look really glamorous and we all know that it's not always glamorous. It's not always sexy and successful. It's a freaking roller coaster and the highs are really high, but the lows are really low too. And that's okay. That's part of it. I was in a really low low and now I feel like I'm chugging back up the hill on the roller coaster and that's an intoxicating feeling that you're on the precipice of something, that something big is happening, that you're creating something, that you're building something. So I'm going to stay high on that for as long as I possibly can and also understand that a, a low will be around the corner again soon and that's okay and that's part of it and we'll learn from it, we'll grow from it, we'll take action from it that will change things for the better and will put us in an even better position. But I wanted to share all of this with you to be real. And so you don't think that I have this perfect, easy business that's on autopilot because I'll be honest, I thought I did. Like I really thought I did. And then everything kind of came crashing down at once. And I was like, whoa, like everything hit really hard all at once. And it felt like too much to bear, but I worked through it step by step, thing by thing, one at a time. And it's really built momentum and is moving things in the right direction. And I'm very excited for that. So we will see what is to come. I'm so excited to be able to take you along on the journey. I would love to keep talking more, but my computer's about to die. And uh, this has been a bit of a long episode, so I'll, I'll let you go. And uh, you can catch me back here every week with more to tell and give you some more insights on what's going on inside of my business, inside of my life. Let me know what you want to hear. Send me a DM, you know, comment on the podcast Instagram account. Let me know what you want to hear this season, what you want to hear about my business, what questions you have, what you want to know more about. Like if you like the personal life, the behind the scenes stuff, or if you do just kind of want the, the strategies and the tools and the tactics, I want to hear from you. I want to co-create this with you. So this feels like a really supportive and safe place for you as well. And a place that's encouraging and motivating and gives you the tools that you need to become the best version of yourself. That's the vision for this show. And we're digging our heels in even deeper in that this season. It's going to be a good one. I'm really happy you're here. And let's, let's go. The roller coaster <laughs> that is entrepreneurship awaits. So thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast, this first episode of season two. I cannot wait to catch you on the next episode. We'll talk more soon.